0: President Biden slamming Donald Trump, accusing the former president of using language similar to Nazis after Trump in a speech in New Hampshire on Saturday, called his political rivals vermin. Biden warned donors at a campaign event that Trump would use his second term for revenge and retribution, saying, quote, there's a lot of reasons to be against Donald Trump, but damn, he shouldn't be president. With me now, Republican candidate for president, Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey. Uh, Governor, Do you agree with President Biden's warning?
1: You bet, I absolutely do. And look, not only is it awful, but it is reminiscent of the worst language used in Nazi Germany during the 30s. Um, And look, I mean, I'm used to this guy doing this stuff. I mean, you know, the Florida Republican Party, 10 days ago or so, he got on the stage because I had criticized him in a speech that I had been there earlier in the day and, you know, called me a fat pig. I mean, you know, this is a guy who, There's nothing he won't say or do if you don't kiss his rear end.
0: I think one of the the alarming things about it though is that the dehumanizing rhetoric isn't just rhetoric. There's this element of violence that he's really introduced uh, an acceptability to in the Republican Party uh, that we've seen play out uh, and continues to play out.
1: Look, I think that what he's done with his use of language um, is to give permission to a lot of people who then believe they can take it even further and they can actionize the things that he's saying, weaponize the things that he's saying. Um, and most people won't use that type of language because they know there's a risk of that. He doesn't care. Yeah. He just doesn't care, Jake. I mean, his view is if it's good for him at that moment, he'll do it. And, and, and then if something bad happens, he'll disown any responsibility for it.
0: You just returned from a trip to Israel and you gave a a major foreign policy address today in which you said the world needs to make sure Israel has the time and the resources that Israel needs before there can be any calls for a ceasefire. Uh, President Biden um, has agreed with you on the ceasefire, but he has been calling for a humanitarian pause for two reasons, to help secure the release of hostages taken by Hamas and also to allow humanitarian aid into Gaza um, for the civilians. Um, Do you disagree with the humanitarian pause?
1: Look, I don't think it's our call. I think it's the call of the Israeli Defense Forces. Look, they're in a war, Jake. And the fact is that they need to do what they need to do to eliminate the threat of Hamas. Uh, I was at uh, the Karfaza uh, kibbutz 600 yards from the Gaza border on Sunday. When you see the utter destruction there, um, I went to one home where a 24-year-old couple used to live. Uh, They were both murdered on October 7th. The blood is still all over their couches and on the floors of their home. And I counted them, Jake, there was 140 bullet holes in the walls. I mean, you cannot negotiate with folks like this um, because their goal is simply to eradicate, not just Israel, but it's to eradicate the Jewish people. And so, you know, I understand we don't want any loss of innocent civilian life, but let's remember Two things, there was a ceasefire on October 6th and it was Hamas that broke in on October 7th. And secondly, you you cannot allow people in Gaza to be used as human shields and all the rest and then blame that on the Israelis. It is Hamas that's enslaving their own people. Do you think that there is any good that can come out
0: of this? In other words, is there Any hopes for a two-state solution from this? You get rid of Hamas, if that's even possible, because in some ways Hamas is an idea as much as it is a terrorist group. You get rid of Hamas. Is there some way that a Palestinian state emerges out of this?
1: Well, it's one of the things, Jake, that I, I was saying in Israel this weekend, and I've been saying publicly here, is that the first two priorities are obviously to protect Israel's territorial integrity, the safety, security of their people. And second is to eliminate Hamas as a military and governing force in the Gaza. But the third is to continue to isolate Iran because Iran is the banker of terrorism in that region and really in large parts of the world. And so and a two-state solution is part of the way to continue to isolate Iran. Um, But you also need Arab neighbors to continue to be willing to work with you. And so the very tough needle that Israel needs to thread is to do what they need to do militarily, but not go so overboard that it looks just like retribution, and then you're gonna tie the hands of other reasonable Arab states who wanna have relationships with Israel and wanna use it to isolate Iran even further than they're isolated already. Do you, do you support a two-state solution ultimately? I do, I let Yeah,
0: um, let's, let me ask you one political question. Um, you, I know you're in it to win it, you wanna win, um, and, I, and I understand that you, you definitely think that Donald Trump should not be president. Let me just ask you, Between Nikki Haley and and Ron DeSantis, do you think that one of them would be a better president or at least worst president than the other? Not ready
1: to make that call yet. Um, I think there's a lot more to learn and a lot more for them to show. But what I will say is that it's it's really very discouraging to me that you heard Nikki Haley on the stage Wednesday night say Donald Trump was the right president for the right time and have her say that she would be willing, she was inclined to pardon him. And for Ron DeSantis to say all the supportive things he said about Donald Trump, including, remember, both of them, raised their hands on the stage in the first debate and said they would support him even if he's a convicted felon. George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin are rolling in their graves. If they knew that they would have had the audacity as a felon, which Donald Trump will be come this spring, uh, to run for president, and that other people running for the office would be willing to support someone like that, they would have added you can't be a convicted felon to age 35 and natural-born American citizen as requirements for the presidency. And to say that you could be the rightful heir of the legacy of Washington and Adams and Lincoln and FDR as someone who say, I will support a convicted felon, that gives me grave concerns, Jake, and about their judgment and whether it's just nothing more than craven politics. And by the way, One last thing, you can't beat him unless you try to beat him. I mean, they're continuing to cuddle up to the guy. He's up by 30 points. And so I'm trying to beat him. They're trying to come in a very respectable second. Uh, I don't think that's the way to run any race. It's never the way I've run one, and I'm not gonna run this one that way.